Oh, welcome in live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Cole Live. Tonight, we get you set for the stretch runs for two of our winter sports, wrestling and swimming, as both get set for the end of the conference season and the postseason. Coming up a little later in the show, we will have two of our student athletes from the women's swim team, but we're going to start with two from wrestling. Our Campbell wrestling team has won four straight SOCON titles and are currently undefeated once again. They are 5-0 and in the conference. This weekend, it's a heck of a road trip. They go to Bellarmine and Chattanooga. Then they'll go right back down the road for the regular season finale uh, at App State after a matchup uh, with two this weekend. It's always Campbell and App State at the end and then they will go on to the conference championships on March 4th. So to talk about all things wrestling, we brought in the experts, two of the starters. They are the pride of Palmer, Alaska. They are the Hopkins brothers, Levi and Caleb. Levi, named to the SoCon All-Freshman team after the 2021 season. Last year, a perfect 4-0 in the SoCon while earning the conference's pinnacle award. That is awarded to the student-athlete with the highest GPA on the championship-winning team. This year, he is undefeated at 197 in the SOCON so far. His brother Caleb, a two-time NCAA qualifier and SOCON champion at 184. He was the 2017 Alaska State champion this year, just like his brother. He is once again undefeated in the SOCON. So the first question for both of you, of course, which one of you is a better wrestler? <laughs> Me all the way. <laughs> that was that was Caleb. Is that is that true? Uh, that's the classic question that we always get asked. But I mean, for me, I always think I'm the better wrestler. So yeah, I mean, it it depends. Like we both have have our days, and we both have our off days, and uh, you know, we we get after it and scrap. We actually uh, before every competition, the day before and then the day of, we're usually practice partners. We do our, we call it the pre-match the, the day before, and then uh, the actual pre-match, our, our warm-up for the duels is um, we go together as well. So. Well, that's what I was going to ask. You know, has this been a thing? Has wrestling been in your blood? Have you guys been the, the two brothers on the wrestling mat from the very beginning? When did it all start with you guys, and how did it become so big in your family? Uh, I think we started in 2006, so we were... I think, what, four and five? We were young, and uh, we didn't wrestle together a whole lot, like, during practice, but we would always wrestle around at home. And, and then as we got older, we started drilling together more and starting to compete with each other. And then, and then once we got to college, we started to actually, like, go and wrestle with, with each other even more. Uh, in high school, there was actually quite a bit of a size difference between us. Um, I think I wrestled... Um, 182 my senior year and that year he he maybe wrestled 160 but he didn't really get to wrestle too much he tore his meniscus so really we didn't wrestle too much together because we were quite a bit different size wise how how much older are 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 you guys from each other uh, what's the difference i'm about a year and a half older so yep okay and uh he was always bigger than me like up through high school and then uh like, even, like, my senior year, I wrestled 170, and he wrestled 82. And then somewhere along, like, freshman or fr freshman or sophomore year in college, I decided I wanna, wanted to put on some weight, and then I, uh, I eventually got bigger than him. <laughs> they wouldn't let me go up. I, I asked. They wouldn't let me. <laughs> and that's true, of course. You have, uh, you, you have your coach and your coach's dad in the, uh, in, the, in the crowd here tonight at the county seat. What kind of pressure does that put on you? Oh, man, a lot. I'm glad I wore my uh, Campbell Wrestling sweat sweatshirt <laughs> because uh, I almost walked out of the house without it. But proud, proud to be on this team, and, uh, yeah, it's been a fun ride. Well, that leads me to um, my next question. Palmer, Alaska, I, I looked it up today, you guys. It is about a 71-hour drive. Um, if you drive all the way from Alaska to Bowie's Creek, I hope you've never done that. 4,500 miles is what it is. So how do two of the best wrestlers in the entire state of Alaska nearly go as far as you can across the country to end up Sabuis Creek, North Carolina? Uh, I just wanted to find a way to 
uh, get a chance to wrestle Division One. I. I had some schools and some lower divisions interested in me, but really nothing in Division One. And, uh, you know, I, I emailed out just about to as many Division One coaches as I possibly could have, and I got a email from the head coach at the time, uh, Colot, and uh, he said, send video. Got a two-word response. And my only response from all <laughs> these other coaches. So I sent him all this video, super detailed response, whatever. Um, didn't really get too much of a response. Then my dad ends up uh, sending out a couple more emails. I think he got a hold of uh, Coach Sentez, and the next day, Coach Sentez called me at 7 in the morning. It was 11 here, and... Uh, yeah, I was on a flight here to visit, I, th I think that Thursday. So on a Monday, he called, and by Thursday, me and my mom were on a flight down here and came down here and loved it, loved the small, ta small town atmosphere, um, loved the wrestling room. Um, the, the new wrestling room has actually replaced the one that I had actually visited, but I still loved it. And, yeah, I, I kind of got deceived a little bit. I, I came down in, like, February. <laughs> And it was like 70 degrees for like yeah. the two days I was here. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. I don't, I don't have to deal with snow or any cold weather or anything. And, uh, yeah, I think this last week kind of proved that wrong. It was but I would say when it's cold here compared to cold where you're from in, in Palmer, Alaska, that might be on a little bit of a different scale. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. And I would imagine you're recruiting a little bit easier when you have the brother here. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, similar story to Caleb. Like, we were, good in high, we were good in Alaska for high school wrestling, but not nationally recognized. And so, but with Caleb at Campbell, I kind of had a, I had a foot in the door, and then I did well at an outside tournament in, uh, in uh, Reno. And then later, I think the week after that, Coach, Coach Scotty called me, and then we went on a visit, and I loved it. And it, it didn't help, or it, it definitely helped having Caleb there for sure. Okay, tell me, we 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 know about Bowie's Creek. You guys, you guys fell in love with it. Tell me about Palmer, Alaska. I know it's about 40, 45 minutes uh, to the north of Anchorage, which mm -hmm. is the one city that everybody knows on the water there. Tell me, tell me about your hometown. Uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, not super huge. We've got probably between Palmer and Wasilla. That's kind of like. The, the area that we, we lived in was, I think, a little bit below 100,000 people. Might have eclipsed that by now, but, yeah, not super big. It had just about everything that um, this area kind of has. Um, kinda, I guess it would be similar to, like, Fuquay size, but, yeah, nothing crazy on that front, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It seemed normal to us. Yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely more spread out. It's it's a huge area and spread out and but it's it's super cool area. The mountains are 20 minutes behind our house. You can go go up hiking and skiing and all that. And then we're 40 minutes from Anchorage, which is like the big city for Alaska. And so we we're close to everything, but far enough away where we can go outside and just enjoy the Alaskan outdoors. What what is it like in the winters in in Alaska? You're, you're dealing with the cold, and I know it doesn't get you guys aren't up in the Arctic Circle, so it's not you know it's not 20 below all the time. But but that and again the lack of light mm -hmm. in the winter. Could you talk on both of those things that are that are so foreign to us down here? Yeah, the lack of light is tough, um, especially with wrestling. Like I'd go in to school probably six six thirty in the morning. Um, it'd be dark out and wouldn't get light until probably, uh, what'd you say, 11? Yeah, um, 10 or 11 probably. Yeah, it wouldn't get light till 10 or 11. I'd be in school all day, uh, go to wrestling practice. We'd get out of wrestling practice about around 5, maybe get a half hour of uh, daylight before, you know, the sun goes down. So that can be tough. And then um, weather-wise, like, usually it isn't too bad. There, I mean, if you're from any northern state, you'd kind of – would get a similar experience, except for the windstorms. The windstorms are rough. Well, we live in a valley, and essentially all the warm air from the ocean is, is coming in, and it creates this like, giant wind once it hits the mountains, and we'll get hit um, probably twice a winter with 40-mile-an-hour winds and you know, negative 20, negative 40-degree wind chill. Yeah, it gets, it gets pretty cold at times, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. How big is wrestling in a state like Alaska? 
Uh, I would say it's it's bigger than a lot of other states just because it's so cold outside for a lot of the year. So kids find stuff to do indoors. And for a lot of kids, it's like basketball. So basketball is really big in Alaska. But also wrestling is really big. And it's it's gotten even bigger since we started wrestling. Yeah, I mean, per like per capita, I think that we have a pretty high population that at least has tried wrestling. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the guys are tough. They, they fight hard, but, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of, like, national competition. And once you get down to, we call it the lower 48 down here. Um, <laughs> uh, once you get down there, it's just, it can take a little bit of adjusting because you're facing competition that, you've never seen before and they, there's just such a larger pool of people so mm -hmm. there can be you know more talent down here that you'll run into that you you wouldn't run into in alaska well you guys certainly have adjusted really really well we're going to talk more about you guys and both of your progression coming down here to the lower 48 we've been called a lot worse so we <laughs> appreciate that and we'll talk about this team this year and where you all are headed that's all coming up after the break here on Camel Call Live. Welcome back live to the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call live in the second half hour of the show. We're going to talk some swimming every time you come here every Monday night. And we'll be here every Monday night with a different sport as spring sports start and winter sports end. We'll be here through May. Every time you come down here to the County Seat in downtown Lillington, you have a chance to win some great prizes. So if you haven't already, see Mark. The lovely gentleman in the appropriately wearing orange shirt. He will have uh, some raffle tickets for you. We are going to give away um, some baseball tickets uh, coming up as the Campbell baseball season starts at home a week from this Friday as uh, basketball wraps up as well. But we are talking wrestling right now. We'll have swimming in the next half hour. Unfortunately, no more home wrestling matches. The schedule makers um, do this every year. The, the two biggest matches on the schedule are going to be away. It is a heck of a road trip this weekend for the guys as Bellarmine is uh, on the schedule Friday for 7 o'clock. That's in Louisville, Kentucky. And then Sunday at 2, Campbell takes on Chattanooga. Next Sunday, it'll be Campbell at App State. And then the SoCon Championships, which of course are in App State again, Boone, North Carolina, something happened there. We need to talk to them about that. But for the uh, 19th straight year, it'll be in Boone. Campbell has won the last four straight at App, however. And uh, not to give them any bulletin board material, but they're two teams that it's a rivalry anyway. What is it like going up to App in that atmosphere? I'll tell you that, number one. And then what is it like to go up there and win in that atmosphere? Uh, I'll tell you what, the... the Man, the, the first time I've been able to actually compete up there, uh, you know, it was crazy. They have a little bit of a, a smaller gymnasium that we compete in, and they they pack it. So we, we bring our crowd, they, they bring their crowd, and, you know, it just gets loud and crazy. And, uh, you know, it's just an awesome opportunity to go out there and compete. I've been able to compete in two of these duels, and um, I think one of them we lost and one of them we won. And... You know, when, when when we're out there and we're winning, it's it's awesome. And when, then when you lose, it's heartbreaking. But yeah, they're they're a really good team. But we're I think an even better team. And you know, I always want to take it from them in their home gym. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, this will be uh, this will be my first duel against App. So I'm pumped to go up to App State and uh, just just wrestle in in that environment it's it's hostile They're, the fans are crazy and wild and uh it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm excited you guys have a really really long road trip uh coming up this week and going to louisville kentucky and then back to chattanooga you told me you looked it up uh, uh earlier earlier today how, how long is it going to be on the road for you guys yeah so the road trip itself i believe is going to be around 20 hours i don't know um 
depending on you know how fast the bus is going, stuff like that, maybe even longer. But uh, I mean, you just take it chunk by chunk. Um, I think it's about 10 hours to Louisville, and then from there, four or five hours to um, oh great, now I'm forgetting Chattanooga, Chattanooga and then <laughs> eight hours or so back. So yeah, it'll, it'll be a fun little road trip. A lot of team bonding along the way. So always look forward to that. Yeah, I was going to say, how, how fun are those road trips with you guys when you take away the hours and hours that you're on the bus? Uh, it, can, it, can be, it can be a whole lot of fun, just depending on how we do, I guess. <laughs> because the, trips, the trip up usually isn't, usually we're pretty quiet because we're getting down to weight and so we're not super excited. But on the way back, especially after a good performance, it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, you guys, uh, again, undefeated in the, in the SOCON. Um, what do you like the most about this team this year, this set of guys? We've got a lot of guys with a lot of firepower. I mean, you look up and down the lineup. Um, Anthony Moulton, they're 125. He can beat anybody on any given day. He's, you know, he goes out there, he's explosive. He throws guys on their heads. And then uh, the next guy in the lineup, uh, Dom Zaccone, he goes out there and he's just fast, man. He, he goes out, he hits a little misdirection, gets behind the guy. Scores a takedown. Same with uh, uh, Shannon. Shannon Hannah goes out there. We call him Kid Lightning. You know, he, he goes out there, blasts through guys. Um, just super explosive, su super talented team all the way around. I mean, I could go on. You got Chris Rivera. We got Troy Nation. Troy's stronger than a bull, you know. Um, <laughs> you got Baker, who just goes out there, and he's, he's there to fight. Um, Cole Reese. Cole Reese can scramble with anybody. He's... He's tough. He hasn't had um, maybe as much experience as a lot of these other guys coming in, a lot of the older guys. But he, he comes in and he battles. And, um, yeah, and then you got me. I'm doing all right. <laughs> Levi's pretty tough. He's, he's stubborn. <laughs> he goes out there. He hand fights hard. He tries to score points. And more often than not, he does score points. And then you got Tay. Tay's a great closer. He goes out there. He's solid in every position. So... Yeah, as a team, we're, we're solid. No, uh, this team is awesome. We're, we're like family, and uh, it's, it's just great to go out there and compete with, with guys that you love up and down the lineup, and it's, just, it's, it's a whole lot of fun. When you guys get to this point in the season with, with so much going on, you guys have, have played one of the, the toughest schedules in the entire country. Your non-con, it was every week you were – battling a, a top 25 team in a duel. You guys uh, beat a Big Ten team um, this year. You guys were, were taking on all comers. At this point in the season, to keep yourself going and to get yourself fine-tuned for, for the postseason, what does it take from you all? I mean, you just got to focus in. I know for myself, I'm just like kind of dialing in every um, aspect of my life, making sure that you know I'm getting to bed on time, waking up, um, at a, at a good time to wake up, um, eating good breakfast, eating good lunch, you know, making sure that you're fueled before practice, uh, really trying to be as focused as I can in practice, taking care of any nagging injuries, um, just stuff like that. And, you know, as we build up to the national tournament, more and more excitement builds up. Um, and, I mean, you got to go out there and you got to perform at the conference tournament to go to nationals, but... Um, Really, everything's about national tournament and going and showing up and performing there. So I'm just excited to, you know, learn from past mistakes and to, you know, get to that national tournament and perform there. Yeah, uh, for me, it's a, it's, it's very similar. You got to stay, stay disciplined in your routines with, with your sleep, your nutrition, your your schoolwork, because you got to keep on top of that. But also, you just gotta. It's a, it's a long and grinding season it's I mean we go from we start preseason in August and then we go straight through until March and so it's a long season you just got to keep reminding yourself that you that that you love what you do and so for me I was just like it's just having a bunch of fun out there scoring points and uh, I just got to keep reminding myself that this is what I dreamed of as a kid and now I get to to do it on the big stage and so just keep pushing towards conference and then ultimately towards nationals so how hungry are you to get to, to, to where your brother has been towards nationals? Man, it's, it was, uh, 
it was awesome to see him win his first SOCON title. And then his second one, it made me realize that I should be at that same level. And so ever since, ever since watching him win, win the SOCON tournament go to nationals, that's been, been my goal to, to go with him. And so this is, this is the year that, that we're both going to go, and it's going to be a lot of fun. What is it like getting there to the pinnacle of, of your sport? Uh, you know, it, it really is, um, I think, in a lot of ways, the pinnacle. And, I mean, you, you have the World Championships, Olympic Games, stuff like that, and the Olympic Games is truly the pinnacle. But, you know, you look at the crowd sizes and stuff of the World Championships, nowhere near what the NCAA Championships is. It, it's incredible you go out there and, you know, every single session, I believe there's six sessions over three days. Every session is 15,000 fans, and, and they're all there to support their schools and then whatever schools is going against their rival school. You know, so you got kind of like, you got the Penn State crowd, you got the Michigan crowd, you got the uh, Ohio State and Iowa crowd. Uh, if you're wrestling one of those guys, all the other teams are cheering for you. And so you go out there and it's like, even if, you know, Campbell has a little smaller community, but you still have so many people behind you and, you know, you, you, you go out there and it, it just, there's, there's no other match or experience that I've had that really equates to that. I, I tell everyone this, of course, I, I grew up in Missouri, so a big wrestling fan from, for a long time, but I say, even if you are not a wrestling fan, even if you're just a little bit of a wrestling fan, even if you're not, but you're a fan of sports, you need to go to that first round, that opening whistle when all eight matches are going. And as you say, it's usually in a hockey arena of 15 to 20,000, and they're all going nuts. I mean, it, it's one of the more incredible things I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to experience that because Caleb's been there, and then I went and watched his, uh, the first, his first year going, but that was, the, that was the COVID year, so there was limited fan attendance. And so it was still an awesome experience, but nowhere near yeah. the, the sold-out crowds that are usually there. And so I'm, I'm just excited and just pumped to, to finally get the chance to go there. Well, I, I've saved the best couple of questions for last. You all are uh, incredible wrestlers and incredible students. You've been an incredible part of this run. Um, you guys going for your, your fifth straight SOCON title. You guys fish, and, and not just fish for fun. You're, you're in Alaska, outdoors and that, but, but you fish to, to make some money, and you have a fishing boat, unless, uh, unless your coach is, uh, has told me wrong. So tell us about the Hopkins Brothers fish industry here. Yeah. So uh, we commercial fish for sockeye salmon. Um, our dad is the, the owner. He, he has three boats. Um, we all three run boats. My dad runs a boat. I run a boat. He runs a boat. My other brother runs a boat. Um, so we, I mean, during the summer, June, July, we're out there every day working, you know, typically eight hours on, four hours off, eight hours on, four hours off for, you know, 20, 40 days straight. And, uh, you know, it's tough. It, it's, mm -hmm. in, in a lot of ways, it's, it's tougher than uh, wrestling in college. I, I was going to say, three <laughs> minutes, two minutes, two minutes, that's nothing compared to what you boys do when you go back home, huh? Yeah, but, but it's a different uh, le level of intensity, too. You know, a two-hour practice, way, way more intense than uh, commercial fishing, even though sometimes you do get hit with really, really intense couple of hours. But for the most part, it's just... You know, that endurance of getting up, um, making sure that all the knots that you've tied are tied correctly so that's not a, dangerous, a danger to others, uh, making sure that you're following all the fishing guidelines, all of that. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great way to um, make some money, but, you know, it's also benefited us as a family, I think. Yeah, we get to, we get to spend the whole summer with our families and working together just just uh, helps us bond together as a family. And so it's been, it's been great. We get to go out. Coach Scotty's been great in letting us uh, skip out on some of the summer training to go fish. And, uh, no, it's, I mean, we've been doing it our whole lives. So it's, it's normal for us to go out and fly out to Iggy Gig, Alaska and live in rural, rural Alaska with no electricity, no plumbing, and uh, just, just commercial fish, catch catch some sockeyes and uh, make some money. And so, and especially the last, the last couple years, we've, the, the salmon run has been really good. So it's, it's been, 
it's been a blessing to us. Oh, wow. F fantastic. Uh, hard work indeed. And uh, I'll leave you with this. Okay, Alaska, what's a, a thing or two that people don't know about Alaska, but they should? What do you want the people down here in the lower 48, as you called us a little earlier, what do you want us to know about Alaska? I would say that uh, Alaskan summers are second to none. You go up there and it's daylight for almost 24 hours. It can, it's beautiful. The mountains are gorgeous. The, I mean, you can go out on the, on the water and fish, and it's, it's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, really, all, all the different extremes. Yeah, you can, you can go to Alaska and ex experience all those extremes, but really you can go there and you can really experience, I guess, like life just like anywhere else. It, everything's a little bit different, but it's not like so extreme to where it's like you, you go there and you're fighting for your life for survival every day. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely, Alaska gets like the, the wild stories, the yeah. misconceptions, but in, in some sense, it's kind of like this area, just, just a little bit colder. We do live in igloos though. <laughs> <laughs> the Hopkins brothers, Levi, Caleb, thank you so much. Good luck the rest of the season, guys. Thank you. All right, we'll be back and we will talk some Campbell swimming. Coming up after the break, you're listening to Camel Call Live, live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. Back after this. Welcome back to Camel Call Live. We are live every Monday from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. We talked about our wrestling team. Their conference tournament still three weeks away. But next week, our women's swim team will head to the CCSA uh, conference tournament as uh, they will try to bring home all the medals and the title. And we have uh, two of our favorites that are here to talk some Campbell swimming to talk some Campbell sack. And if you don't know what sack is, we'll tell you. We'll even spell out the acronym for you. But Brenda DeVoke and Liz Sparacino are our two uh, seniors that are, are with us here today. And uh, Brenda, Wilmington, North Carolina native, she was the first swimmer in the history of her high school to qualify um, for states, which she did all four years. And Liz, from Waswell, Georgia. She's the native of Georgia who helped lead her high school to a state runner-up finish. She helped her 400 free relay team break school records. And with her current team, she is the Student Athlete Advisory Committee presi president. So I will ask both you now, after all of those accolades, you are in SAC to Brenna. How are you doing and how do you do it all at this time of year? Uh, that's the magic question, I guess, is how do we balance it all? And I think Really, it's just taking time and support from team and, and the rest of athletics and Dr. Carter with SAC and everyone for just helping us get through it and taking it day by day and really just having the support of everyone around us really just gets you motivated to do everything. Because, because as we know and, and as we'll talk about, the, the swimming team always uh, usually the best GPA in, in, uh, in the entire athletic department and in the women. And you guys have... Sometimes 30, 35, 40 uh, uh, student athletes on your team. Brenna, talk about how, how you can do that balance of being a Division I athlete and a good student as well. Absolutely. Um, our team takes GPA in school very, very seriously. So we all hold each other accountable as a team, and we take time for our studies as well as our swimming. Um, if you walk into the library at any point in time, at any day, you'll probably find four to five, maybe even six swimmers. We all study together, we all hang out together. A lot of us have classes together. So we all keep each other accountable to keep that team GPA up where it needs to be. Tell me about what this is like. You all are, I think, a, a, a week from uh, tomorrow or, or Wednesday, you guys will actually start what is a long, basically a week-long competition for uh, conference. Tell me where the team is at right now and, and what you all are doing. So um, right now we're uh, what's called tapering in swim. So we're giving our bodies a little bit of a break. We're resting, doing a little bit less yardage, figuring out how to go faster with less energy. 
And doing that also requires making sure eating well, sleeping well, and getting ahead on homework because, like you said, we're going to be gone a whole week. So right now we're really just, like, in that grind trying to get everything done and get ready for next week. Uh, so much of swimming, it's a lot like distance running in the way it's not just like, okay, you, you work out, work out, work out, and you do it. There, there is a science to it. Uh, how, how, does, how does that work? Is that where the coaching comes in to, to help you guys get it where it needs to be? Oh, yeah, that's where the coaching comes in. And, and Pascal, he's, he's been at Campbell forever, and he has so much coaching experience behind him. And, and Zach really works hard to to figure out the, the best science to do things and, and how to get things right for our team. And, and sometimes we have eight different practices uh, going on in the pool. And, and not only are there eight different practices, but each girl is working on a, on a different technique, a different stroke, doing a little bit of the different version of the same set. So really they're just dedicated to making sure we're all getting the, the training we need and, and putting that work in for us. Swimming is very technical, and with a team of 36, each girl has different strengths, and so our coaches do a great job. There's only two of them catering to each of our 36 needs, which is incredible, and we're very appreciative. My gosh, that's, uh, that's just incredible. All right, you, you, guys, you guys have been here for a while. You have, you have seen um, a lot of, of different teams. What struck me with this team is there were so many new faces on this team and so many freshmen, yet it seems like they have gotten into the pool and, and really haven't missed a beat. You guys have some experience, but also a really talented young team, don't you? Yeah, so we have 15 freshmen this year, and a couple of them are from out of the country as well. So it's just been really awesome to watch them all kind of merge with the team and, and us all become one, even though half of our team are not even experienced college swimmers. And college swimming is very different from high school and, and club swimming, um, swimming at that level is very individual. And then you get to school and all of a sudden you have to swim as a team and, and not just for yourself. And, and things that you do and, and your actions, they don't just affect you, they affect the team. So watching them just kind of like really step into these positions and the coaches did such a great job of, of recruiting good people who really just like mesh with the team has been awesome. Yeah, swimming, um, we're very unique in that when we come on campus in August, we are in 20-hour weeks through February and for some girls, March. Um, so for these freshmen to step into such a different change in environment, not only are they coming into college and being independent, but they're also asked to step up their athletic ability beyond anything that they've ever experienced. And they've all done a great job maintaining those GPAs as well as spending 20 hours a week in the pool. And it's kind of cheesy to say, but we really are like a family. And it's been incredible to have these 15 new girls come in and you know, continue this great culture that we've built together. And it's, it's been really fun. Well, we can talk a, a little more about that. You guys say, I, I always say that you are technically a winter sport, but you are swimming in the fall. You are swimming in the winter. You are, you are swimming in the spring. Everybody now in Division One does stuff year-round, but you guys are getting ready for competition, it seems like, year-round. Tell me what the typical week is like when you guys are, are training, because it's not just one hour-and-a-half practice and go home. Right, so um, in our 20 hours a week, usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're swimming 6 to 8 in the morning, and that's a 5.45 on deck. That's not a, a 6 o'clock on deck. So we're getting up early, and it really just takes a lot of work ethic, and you really see that in the team. And then also on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're also practicing 2 to 4 in the afternoon, so we have four hours Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and lifting during one of those hours. And uh, Tuesday, Thursday, depending on your class schedule, the coaches have made it really awesome where we can have a morning or afternoon option for two hours. And then Saturday, either we're competing or we might even have a three or four hour practice in the pool. Yeah, um, so these swimmers, a lot of these girls will swim in the mornings and then we'll have class all day and they're trying to eat somewhere in there. A lot of people won't see their, their dorms or their apartments until five, six o'clock because we just go from the pool to the class, to the gym, to the pool. Um, so balancing everything is incredibly difficult, but the, the team is so supportive and we have a lot of resources and we managed to make it happen. Now, some people would, would listen to that and say, man, that was totally different than my college experience. I, I don't know if I'd like working that hard every, every single day. What do you love about it? Why have you done it for so long? Oh, it gave me the chills a little bit. I mean, I think really it's just so rewarding to be a part of something bigger than yourself. And when we can get to these big moments like Liberty and Mid, I mean, the Liberty Mid-Season Championship and, and come together and win by just like a couple points at the end, 
that's when it just really feels so good because you know that everything you've done the whole the whole season that you're really just working to support each other and that it's it's paid off and and you get that win and and yeah it's just it's just awesome being able to swim for your university is so incredible because with swimming outside of the Olympics, there's not really a professional realm of swimming. So division one comp competition is really the peak. Um, and so it's obviously been a dream of mine and for many young swimmers to be able to swim at the division one level for your university. Um, so representing Campbell has been incredible. Also, like Liz mentioned, doing it like for your team, like you're not just swimming for yourself. Like you're with these girls every day. You're waking up at 5 a.m. together. You guys are training, grinding it out. And so to get in the pool and get your hand on the wall, and you're doing that with your teammates, and you're doing that for your teammates and for your coaches, it's been really incredible. That is so incredible. All right, tell me what drew both of you to swim at, at Campbell University. And first, I guess, tell me about your hometown in Georgia, Liz. Yeah, so Roswell is a suburb outside of Atlanta, and it's been growing a lot. It's about 20 miles from Atlanta, and I went to a pretty big high school. We had um, 2,100 students at my oh, high wow. school. So Holy cow. I got to, even with that culture, I still got to have relationships with my professors, and that was really something that I wanted in college. And when I came to campus, not only did I get to meet the team, but I also got to meet some of my potential professors and just that combination of the team environment and, and knowing that academics was gonna be something that really, um, that really they valued and that the coaches were gonna value me more than just an athlete, as um, a student, as a person. I just knew it was gonna be the right fit and it's been so awesome to see that team culture just grow and evolve throughout these four years because every year it changes a little bit but somehow every year it's, it's just as great. Um, so I grew up swimming, I'm from Wilmington, I'm from the beach, and I also went to a big high school, and so going into the recruiting process, I thought I wanted this big school with all these, like, you know, this huge university, and then I came to Campbell, and I really fell in love with it. The relationships that you have with your professors are really unique, and I think Campbell offers a lot of opportunities that you wouldn't get other places. Like, academically, I've been able to do research, and I'm going to present that research at various conferences, and that's been exciting, and like Liz mentioned, the coaches supporting you academically has been huge. Um, so you can be a student athlete, not just an athlete, um, which sometimes gets lost at some of the bigger schools. Yeah, you talked about you, you're doing research, you're presenting, what is your, what is your major and, and what do you want to do after your swimming career is over? So I'm a psychology major and I'm looking to get my doctorate in clinical psychology. Wow, so we'll be talking to Dr pretty soon after a couple of years, however long. You can tell I don't have a doctorate because <laughs> in, in a long time we'll talk to you, right? Hopefully. That's the plan. Oh, my gosh. Liz, what is your, what is your path? Yeah, so I'm a biomedical humanities pre-med major, but I actually... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> yeah, so uh, biomedical humanities is a really interesting um, field that Campbell created to provide students with a track for pre-med but also kind of get that humanities background where you're learning about ethics, taking comm classes, psychology classes. Wow, so, really? Yeah, so you're learning how to be uh, a medical professional, but you're also learning how to care for someone more than just just the disease. Kind of the, the bedside manner and the caring right, for the person right. and the thing. Wow. Yeah, caring for the person. But I actually kind of... Um, tricked myself and you know I thought I wanted to go to med school and I started taking these classes and I really just fell in love with with bioethics and and I decided to keep the pre-med track but I'm actually um, I've applied to masters of bioethics programs and I've gotten in so I'm, I'm doing that after school. Wow that is awesome so what career fields does does that lead into? So it can lead into various different um, career fields but um, I'm hoping to either uh, work in clinical ethics so I would work in a hospital setting, um, advise patients, physicians, uh, how to make smart healthcare decisions when they have questions and ethical dilemmas arise. Could also work in um, policy, like with tech or um, genomics is another interest of mine as well. So hopefully one of those two paths, but the master's is hopefully to help me narrow that down a little bit. You, you guys have the, the best GPA in, in all of athletics, but you're 
you're not taking the soft courses, it sounds like. So congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. I, I can't even spell your major, but all right. <laughs> we'll be back after, after the break, and, and we will talk more uh, to these two about um, the other side of the, of, of the very varied career they have in college and the Student Athlete Advisory Committee. That's coming up after the break. But first, for everyone that is here, we will uh, give away um, four uh, tickets, a, a four-pack of tickets to an upcoming uh, baseball game and a hat here. So get your tickets out. The winner will be 625 625-9505. Okay, here you are. Call of uh, this number. There is a hat, and if you want, you can call and ask them for basketball tickets. So, all right, there we go. Thank you, everybody, a winner here tonight. We'll talk to two more of our winning student-athletes coming up after the break. This is Camel Call Live, live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Welcome back to Camel Call live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. We are here uh, every Monday night from 6.30 to 7.30. If you uh, have missed any of the show, if you're listening to us live, or you could be listening to us on GoCamels.com and the Varsity Sports app live. But if you miss any of it, the Camel Call Live podcast drops every Tuesday. It's on Apple and Spotify and SoundCloud and YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. We're talking to Brenna and Liz, not only uh, two upperclassmen on our swimming team that will go into conference, the conference championships start next week, but they are also two members of the Student Athlete Advisory Committee. Liz, who is sitting uh, to my left, she is the president of the whole thing. Uh, we work very closely uh, with the Student Athlete Advisory Committee, but Liz, for, for those that don't know, Tell us um, about that special group and what you do. Yeah, so SAC is a really awesome group of student athletes that is composed of student athletes from all different sports on campus, um, including cheer as well. And we meet once a month and we're focused on being a voice for the student athletes, not only on campus, but at the conference level, at the divisional level, and just uh, providing the student athletes with the best experience possible. What I think is, is so cool about that organization is the fact that it is a representative or two, or sometimes you have more for, for every single sport. So, so, so truly everybody, everybody is represented. That, that has to be kind of fun being in a room with, uh, with everybody that's going through a lot of the same things you are. Yeah, it's, it's really awesome to, to have this like great group of leaders get together and not only can we, can we talk about things going on on campus and, and figure out solutions to things and, and brainstorm things, but we can also create these opportunities and events for student athletes even outside of SAC to gather and, and create friendship and, and have some memories and, and bond just to really develop that, that support for each other outside of just within our teams. Brenda, talk about your experience with it. So this is my first year in SAC, um, and it's, it's been awesome. I'm on our mental health committee, and so we put together a lot of events. We did recently um, a walk for mental health, and we do that typically around finals. We also will do tabling events, and we'll have tables out at different games or in the student union um, just to bring awareness and breaking the stigma is what we call it around student-athlete mental health specifically as well as, you know, advertising some resources that we have on campus. Um, that is so awesome, and, and we'll talk about that because I know it's something very important to both you two. And, and I think one of the one of the best things that SAC has done, of the many good things they've done in my, in my over a decade here, is really shining a light um, on that. Luckily, it's being it's being mental health issues and, and, and mental health care is being is being grabbed onto by everyone around the university. But if you could expand a, a little bit on it and and why it's so important, please. Um, so student-athlete mental health has typically not been talked about as much, and with COVID and 
all of this new information coming to light and these athletes having these platforms, speaking about athlete mental health has been really good for the community because we deal with a very specific set of challenges and a lifestyle that most people aren't familiar with. And so having this platform to be able to tell our stories and find community um, and strength within that community to know that you're never alone and that you always will have your teammates to lean on and having all these wonderful resources that our coaches and our athletic staff help provide for us um, to make our experience better and our team stronger. And, and Liz, you know, because you've been on this campus for, for, for so long, but both of you have, but, but it is, it's, you know, we talk about it and I go, wow, I can't believe you guys are, are in these majors and, and you guys are practicing 20 hours a week and traveling and everything like that. But it's a lot, period. No matter if you're a professional athlete, a, a collegiate athlete, and as you said, which I think was such a good point, it's a different set of circumstances that your normal college student that has their challenges, their mental health issues, really has to deal with. And, 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 and it's true, isn't it? It's so different for you guys. Yeah, it, it really is. And I think that's just like a great part about, about being at Campbell and being at Campbell is that the Campbell Athletics community is really so tight-knit and because of that we're able to support each other and and when you share that support with people who are going through the same struggles even if it's someone on the lacrosse team or someone on the soccer team they generally just like get what everyone's going through and, and we get each other and it's so great I even live with a lacrosse player and it's been so awesome to be able to make that friendship with her and and be able to support her and I'm really excited to go to her games this season and, and support them so it's it's really awesome to have that network of people so you know you know you're not alone and and these platforms and that's happening with social media now I mean the student athlete voice is is stronger and more powerful than ever uh, NCAA is making changes conference levels are making changes student athletes really have a voice and and that's something that we really try to try to tell our SAC members is that is that your voice matters and and that you you have a voice to change. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, what what resources are, are out there for maybe those that that, that that are struggling, whether an athlete or not? So Campbell, what's really special about us is that we really push mental health um, and all these resources, and so it's really really easy to. Uh, get you know therapy appointments specifically for athletes and as well as if you're not an athlete um, our counseling center is great and it's really really easy to go and do a session or do a group session and things like that and it just makes it easier for students to get the help that they need whether they're an athlete or not that's incredible that's incredible so both of you we've heard your stories of, of what brought you here to Campbell um, tell me a little bit about what this place means to you now as you are upperclassmen, as you're thinking about, you know, what, what happens in your career after swimming and that. Um, we'll start with you, Liz. Like, wh why has this place been so special to you for so long? Uh, you know, this is a funny story because actually I was, I was driving up to Campbell um, in the summer uh, to visit some friends, and I was driving into campus, and I just felt this sense of belonging and home, and that's really just what Campbell feels to me. It's, it's a big community and and it's been so great because you know now it's my fourth year here and I I remember walking on campus for the first time not knowing where anyone was not knowing who anyone was and now I can't walk into a building and and, and not see someone I know and get caught up in a conversation and and it's just it's just so great to be a part of a part of this community and it really has feels more like home than than home honestly does and it's scary to say that, but it's it's true, and it and I, I really enjoy that feeling. So, that's incredible. Community is is a word that Liz used and I've used earlier, but Campbell really is such an incredible community. I remember the recruiting process for athletics can be very stressful and very confusing. And when I came on campus at Campbell for my official visit, I just I felt at home. Um, the team really embraces you, and athletics really embraces you, and the school as a whole really embraces you. We really are one big family, and it's cheesy to say, but even the alumni in Wilmington at home, they're, they're so into it, and they, they will help you, and they will give you, you know, anything that you need, and we all just really love each other and lift each other up, and it, it really does feel home, and, you know, you feel like when you're in the middle of it that it's never going to end until it does, and it feels like these past four years have just gone by in the blink of an eye, and I can't believe that it's almost over, but I'm so grateful that Campbell's where I ended up and I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, finally, and I'll start with you, Brenna. Um, 
your two coaches, like what what personalities, especially especially Pascal? I don't know if it's the accent or or, or what, but he has just uh, been so entertaining, and he's a huge sports fan as well, which is which is funny. He'll talk to me about uh, you know broadcast of a basketball or football game or whatever. If you could talk a little bit about uh, about your two coaches, Pascal. Pascal's funny. Um, he'll be making jokes. It'll be you know five six in the morning, and <laughs> no one's in a joking mood. But yeah, Pascal's nobody. always in a joking mood. <laughs> Um, he really keeps us on our toes, and it's, it's a great time, and it's really cool that he's, he's from France, and so having that kind of outside perspective is um, it's really awesome. And like Liz mentioned, he actually uh, founded the Campbell Swim Team, and he's been with Campbell for a very long time, and so having that, that knowledge that Pascal brings to the table has been really cool. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. Pascal is is definitely a is definitely a jokester, and, and Zach is too. Don't don't let him fool you. He likes to joke around too. Um, but yeah, like Brenda said, Pascal uh, founded Campbell Swimming, and it's really cool. You know, we'll be just sitting on deck at 6 a.m. and he starts telling some story about about when there were only 10 people on the team and there was one scholarship, and it's just he just has such a cool perspective of of Campbell and and Campbell swimming and just to hear him talk about things and, and to see how it's, it's grown. And, and what a lot of people probably don't know is Zach was actually um, one of Pascal's club swimmers. That's right. So yeah, Zach, Zach swam for Pascal and now here he is, is coaching with Pascal. And, and it's, it's just really cool to see them um, work together and, and provide us with, with such just a great team atmosphere and really just support us as, as people, because that's what they're ultimately there for. It's not always about swimming, and, and one of my favorite things about them is you can go to them and you can talk to them about things, and, and you, can, you can tell them what's going on, and, and they're gonna be understanding, and if you, need a, if you need a little bit of a break, they're gonna understand, and, and that's the best part, because sometimes, you know, they're, they're here to be our coaches, but sometimes you also just, just need someone to kind of support you and, and be behind you, and that's what they're so great at doing. Well, and thank you all for, for all you do in the pool, on the deck, out of the pool, in the classroom, and, and everything. Uh, Liz and Brenna, thank you so much for being here as well. And good luck next week when Campbell Swimming goes for a conference title. Yeah, thank you so much thank for having you. us. All right, that'll do it for us on Camel Call Live. If you missed any of it, you can uh, pick it up on our Camel Call Live podcast that comes out every Tuesday. This has been Camel Call Live, live from the county seat in downtown Lillington.